Section 17 of The Age of the Condottieri by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 8 Charles VIII in Italy. Part 1. The year 1492 is an important date not only in the history of Italy but in the history of the world. The expedition of Charles VIII, King of France, into the italian peninsula is generally regarded as the close of the middle ages and the beginning of modern times from that event it becomes possible to regard the history of italy as a whole and to survey the entire system of european states from a single point of view this year as we have seen witnessed the death of lorenzo de medici and of pope innocent the eighth the one removed an influence which had preserved peace in Italy and prevented suppressed passion breaking out into wild excess. The other was followed by the accession of Alexander VI, the Pope who has helped to give a meaning of horror to the name of Borgia. The same year saw the final expulsion of the Moors from Spain, which allowed that country to assume a leading place in the affairs of Europe while the following year is signalized by the discovery of america by columbus the immediate cause of the expedition of charles the eighth which wrought so momentous a change lay in the circumstances of the duchy of milan and to the history of milan we shall now recur after the murder of galeazzo maria in fourteen seventy six his son john galeazzo was proclaimed duke being at that time eight years old. John Galeazzo had a brother, Erone, a year younger than himself, and two sisters, one, Bianca Maria, betrothed to Philibert of Savoy, and the other, Anne, who was intended to marry a prince of the court of Ferrara. The Duchess Bona assumed the guardianship of her son in January 1477, and her most trusted minister was Chico Simonetta, a Calabrian, who had been secretary to Galeazzo Maria and to Francesco Sforza. The murdered duke had left five brothers. Of these, Filippo Maria and Ottaviano were in Milan, and three others had been banished, Ascanio to Rome, Ludovico il Moro, and Sforza Maria, Duke of Bari, to France. On returning to Milan they found the Duchess and Simonetta established in their places, they immediately formed a party against their sister-in-law, but by the mediation of Ludovico Gonzaga, Duke of Mantua, and the assistance of the Pope and the Florentines, peace was for the present preserved. The uncles obtained not only an annual pension, but a fortress and a palace in Milan for each. The young Duke was solemnly crowned with the approbation of the Empire on St. George's Day, April 23, 1478 just before this giuliano de medici had been murdered in the conspiracy of the pazzi and in the war which ensued the duchess lent assistance to the florentines the pope and king ferrante succeeded in stirring up the swiss to fight against the duke of milan the men of uri crossed the st Gotthard pass into the valle leventina bellinzona an old possession of the visconti was besieged and the battle of giornico fought in november fourteen seventy eight was a severe defeat for the milanese about a year after this ludovico il moro 
who was in open alliance with the king of naples managed to come to terms with his sister-in-law and entered milan he soon persuaded her to dismiss her faithful servant simonetta who was imprisoned at pavia for a year and then beheaded on his tomb in the church of st empolinar were carved the following lines my country's faithful servant and my lord's i perished by the guile of treacherous words ludovico then proceeded to sow dissension between the young duke and his mother and eventually drove her away from the capital on november third fourteen eighty ludovico il moro was solemnly appointed guardian of his nephew and regent of the duchy from this moment ludovico already duke of bari after the death of his brother was virtually duke of milan in everything but name nothing of any great importance happened for several years in october fourteen eighty eight the city of genoa was formally given up to the moor who received the banner of st george the sceptre the keys and the seal of the commune thus perished the independence of that ancient republic the young duke of milan had been betrothed at a very early age to a neapolitan princess isabella the daughter of alfonso duke of calabria as he grew up to manhood king ferrante demanded the fulfilment of the contract but under various pretenses il moro continued to put it off at last he could defer it no longer and on february first fourteen eighty nine the fair neapolitan princess was received with all honour in the castle of milan and the marriage was celebrated the young couple established themselves at pavia and early in fourteen ninety one a son was born to them who received the name of francesco sforza isabella was endowed both with courage and with wisdom but her husband although of mild and excellent character had been purposely left uneducated and had no experience in affairs the moor was very sorry that he had ever allowed his nephew to marry and he determined to conclude a double alliance with the house of este he married beatrice daughter of ercole duke of ferrara and gave his niece anne to the duke's eldest son this made matters worse beatrice was devoted to pomp and luxury the two brides quarrelled with each other isabella was compelled to live with her husband in the dull imprisonment of pavia whilst milan was full of wealth and hilarity tourneys jousts and pageants were the order of the day the machinery for which was often designed by the cunning hand of leonardo da vinci isabella complained to her grandfather but without effect ludovico had the keenness to perceive that his power needed strengthening he bethought him that the right of the sforzas to the duchy of milan had never been formally confirmed by the empire and he thought that this confirmation might be conveniently effected in his own person he therefore entered into an arrangement with maximilian son of the emperor frederick the third by which he promised his niece bianca in marriage to maximilian on the condition that he when emperor would grant il moro the investiture of the fief this agreement was of course kept secret for the present the support of germany however was not sufficient king ferrante would certainly take the side of his son-in-law so he turned for assistance to the quarter whence assistance had often come before and persuaded charles the eighth king of france 
to revive his claims on the throne of naples and march into italy charles the eighth the son of louis the eleventh was thirteen years of age when his father died in fourteen eighty three during his minority the government of france had been conducted by the strong hand of his sister anne of france commonly called anne of beaujeu from the title of her husband when he came of age he married by a sudden change of policy anne of brittany and thus united to the crown the last great province which stood apart from france and saved it from the clutches of the house of austria we have a description of him as he appeared at this time from the venetian ambassador contarini the king is mean in appearance and ugly to look at his great lacklustre eyes see but little he has a hooked nose disproportionately large and thick lips which he always keeps open he is continually making awkward ungainly gestures with his hands and is drawling in his speech i may be mistaken but i think that he is of little use either in body or mind the claims of charles to the throne of naples were of two kinds in the first place he was descended in the female line from charles of anjou king of naples the eldest son of charles called charles the second or the lame or in italian history carlo novello had a daughter margaret of anjou who married charles of valois the father of king philip the sixth from whom charles the eighth was lineally descended again charles duke of men nephew and heir to rene of provence had on his death in fourteen eighty one left all his dominions to louis the eleventh from whom the claim passed to his son charles the eighth in order to obtain a free hand for his italian expedition charles made peace with his enemies who were likely to interfere with him he contracted the treaty of etop with henry the seventh of england he yielded roussillon for the sake of peace to king ferdinand of aragon and he allowed margaret of austria also for the sake of peace to take back with her to germany the sovereignty of artois and franche comte the french people thought that the crown of naples if it was ever won would be dearly bought by these sacrifices the papal throne was at this time occupied by rodrigo borgia under the title of alexander the sixth his election was unexpected the principal cardinals at the death of innocent were besides himself raffaele riario and giuliano della rovere the two nephews of the late pope and ascanio sforza the brother of ludovico il moro barbo whom the venetians hoped would receive the tiara had died shortly before and his countrymen believed that he had been poisoned by ferrante of naples it is said that borgia owed his election to bribery and that four mules laden with silver were seen to enter the palace of ascanio before the conclave this story does not come from an impartial source his character has been much disputed and he had undoubtedly some good qualities but after making all allowances for the character of the defects of the renaissance it is difficult to avoid the conclusion that his reign marks the lowest level of papal morality giuciardini tells that the king ferrante predicted that borgia would prove the curse of italy and in that he was not mistaken 
the historian allows him good sense eloquence and capacity for affairs but complains that these qualities were obscured by his dissolute life his want of uprightness modesty truth honesty faith and religion his insatiable avarice and ambition his cruelty and his unbridled anxiety for the advancement of his sons who were as bad as himself the pope had five children four sons and a daughter their mother's name was vanozza castanei the eldest son piero luigi was created duke of gandia by ferdinand of aragon he died young and was succeeded in his dukedom by his brother giovanni cesare borgia came next his father made him archbishop of valencia immediately after his accession although he was not yet in orders and shortly afterwards cardinal the pope's daughter lucrezia of world-wide fame was at this time a graceful lively child of twelve years old with beautiful golden hair she had been betrothed to a spanish nobleman but she was married at the age of thirteen to giovanni sforza bastard son and successor to costanzo lord of pizarro who was a nephew of francesco sforza the marriage was celebrated with great pomp on june twelfth fourteen ninety three the pope was present at the banquet the ball the play which followed and the songs as well as the cardinals and ambassadors of venice milan ferrara and france previously to this in april fourteen ninety three an alliance for five-and-twenty years had been signed between rome milan and venice to which the young king of france was invited to accede alexander's youngest son was Gioffredo. he married the daughter of alfonso the second of naples and received from him the principality of squilace in the south of italy the character of lucrezia borgia has been most unjustly abused her contemporaries describe her as high-minded sensible strong in character highly accomplished speaking and writing spanish italian french greek and latin the plans of charles the eighth were not unknown to king ferrante he sent ambassadors to france to meet the coming danger but they were of no avail he tried in vain to obtain assistance from the pope who only replied that the french were also good christians he also turned to venice and even to england a wiser counsel was to attempt to rouse piero de medici from his state of torpor and to urge him to arm the duke of urbino on january seventeenth fourteen ninety four he addressed one last despairing appeal to alexander but a week after this the aged monarch was dead ferrante and lorenzo had been the two princes who preserved the balance of power in italy and now that they were gone ruin was inevitable Ferrante was succeeded by his son, the Duke of Calabria, under the title of Alfonso II. He was a man of no courage or ability, and was proud, cruel, and insincere. His relations with Ludovico il Moro were naturally of the most bitter character. Charles VIII did his utmost to secure allies in Italy. The two marquises of Saluzzo and Montferrat, on the Italian border, promised their aid il moro was able to secure to him the advantage of the genoese fleet venice rejected his overtures and remained neutral florence adhered firmly to the alliance with naples but piero de medici was not a man of great ability fra girolamo savonarola thundered from the pulpit of the cathedral 
that god was preparing some great punishment for the sins of his country and of the roman court the advance of the french was too completely a fulfilment of his own prophecies for him to call out the full energy of patriotic zeal the pope although he was in alliance with milan yet began to become alive to the danger of foreign conquest he invested alfonso with the kingdom of naples in may fourteen eighty four and a few days afterwards his son Giofrido was married to alfonso's daughter sancia at the same time the cardinal giuliano della rovere having been summoned to do homage to the pope at rome had taken refuge in france and it is said that his advice gave the final impulse to the hesitating charles charles had arrived at lyon at the beginning of march he left it on july twenty second and a month later reached grenoble here his queen left him and he pursued his march to italy alone End of section seventeen